Good morning, everyone. This is Kathy Mason from Mason Works Marketing here on Conscious Business Zone with my friend Jessica Jake. Hi, Jessica. Hi. I'm so excited. I am so super excited. I got to meet Jessica last year at the IONS event where she had a booth and she was doing all this cool stuff. And um, and I because I was working as a volunteer, I never get to do everything at these events. Maybe next year I'll just go to it. <laughs> but um, but what what I'm excited to learn about, and of course it's so perfect for conscious business zone, is her process called super conscious leadership. And and this workbook, you can see I've got all these post notes in it. We'll go through some of it maybe. Um, but okay, so Jessica, you have an incredible resume. I, I guess I could read a little bit of it, but um, let me just say that you are you're an international speaker and trainer. You include speaking at the host leadership convention in Munich in 2019 and the AATH convention in spring 2019 and training for the US Air Force in Italy. She's a strategic leader for decades, attaining several awards and certifications. She's experienced working with Fortune 100 and 500 startups, small to mid-sized agencies, and nonprofits. A oneness experience during non-dual meditation revealed a training shortcut, intuition, and connection with spirit. Now works at the nexus of superconscious leadership wellness and personal development. I stole that off the iron site. But oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so Jessica, please share your journey with us because seriously you guys you're gonna want to get this book and you're gonna want to give it to your colleagues because of the creative nature. This is training with fun. This is which means you'll remember it better. But, um, but okay, so I've said enough. <laughs> Jessica, welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. And yeah, I have tons of that whole alphabet soup after my name, but I was brought up by a math teacher and an English teacher and test prep. Like we were built for test taking tests <laughs> and, and we were awarded greatly for getting great scores on tests. And I'm one of those natural helpers, which way back when I was in New York, it just sounded lame, like, oh, you're a natural helper, but it's it's a true personality style where you yeah. just love to help. If you like the DISC personality profile, it's yeah. the supportive type where you like harmony and helping. So I was always making it fun to learn. And anytime we played games in the house, it was always, I was Miss J, the teacher and my <laughs> sister to this day. I mean, I'm five years older than her, six years older than my brother. I made up these songs to the Beach Boys for calculus equations. I bet she could still sing them to this day. So we were always doing, it was always, I was always taking it, it all in because I love to learn, um, but then sharing it out in a fun way. And that's what this book really is. It's like this mix of my background is biochemistry because I love getting into the nitty gritty of everything, seeing where every electron went and why on the deepest level I could find. And back when I got my degree, you, you we weren't into um, all of the, the quantum physics like we are now, et cetera. So, um, so I was into biochemistry, um, 
I got into wellness mostly because I worked somewhere super toxic and it was just, just uh, too hard on my body and had to figure out uh, how to get out of that hole. Um, and um, I know it's interesting because you're mentioning the ions. I, I did have a shallow near-death experience where I was choking um, and I couldn't breathe, couldn't talk. And I, I think it was in 2011 um, and I popped out of body and I was somewhere, you know, timeless and warm and didn't care to go back into my <laughs> into my body or anything like that uh, but someone heimlicked me real quick and i was back in my body um so it was a very cool experience but it wasn't something that i would say was life-changing the non-dual series that you mentioned is actually free online i went to a site called deconstructingyourself.com and Michael Taft posted a whole in one page, like this 20 videos or so of non-dual meditations. It was early in the, the COVID um, pandemic, um, you know, where that was happening and I got furloughed. And so here I am, no work for two weeks. And I decide to um, go down the list of his videos like every day, every morning. And it must have been by the sixth, seventh, or eighth video that I had that incredible, like, non-dual experience. And um, it changed my brain. It changed my wiring like, like a light switch. And I was so fascinated by that that I was chasing down all – of course, I love the book stuff, right? There's, like, the human aspect that loves to learn and loves the book, the book stuff. And then there's the other aspect where, you know, like, none of that even matters. I could just have that experience and tap into oneness whenever I want, right? And, um, but still, you know, trying to make sense of it in a physical way um, and came into like so many good things, including havening techniques, which is based on neuroscience and uninstalling trauma encodings from your neurons and um, some of the other stuff that I already knew. Um, if you like the, the featherometer in that book, it's based yeah. on polyvagal theory. And I've been using that. Actually, that was part of my talk in 2019 for the Association of Applied and Therapeutic Humor. Um, okay, so so yeah. I, you're, you're talking too fast <laughs> because you're from New York. But exactly. <laughs> because I mean, each thing that you go over is is quantum. Okay, so for you, your perspective of life and work and play is multi-dimensional and that you are the empowered leader of your movie you you are the director you get to experience it right sure, sure. okay and so you've created these processes and these were it's a it's a, this book's like a workbook where yeah. you're taking us along as you as you um, explain principles, but it isn't it isn't the traditional business model. It is multi-level and fun. So so that that's the first part I wanted people to understand is when you use super consciousness and we talk about quantum physics and all that stuff. It's like oh no, it's going to be hard to do. I'm in the this is opposite of that. This is totally opposite of that. This is how do you bring out the best and the most joyful energy in people so that they 
participate in whatever they're sharing, their work, their play, from fun, right? From joy, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So, so that's, I wanted people to understand that because you're, I'm sorry to criticize you going fast, but you just, oh. I mean, I'm reading, I'm reading the book. So I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I've had a near, I didn't have a near death experience. I had a spiritually transformative, I've had multiple, but a big one that I still remember every day. So, so I know what you're talking about. It's an expanded view of reality that allows you to realize that this little torso, this little body is so little of what you really are. Mm -hmm. And that magnificence can be, um, can be accessed and brought in as a problem solver now, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like it could just guide. I mean, it's the simplest thing. And let me know if you agree, but I've, come to look at it as love is the one truth and the one truth is the frequency of love and anything that is unaligned or you don't like has just been imprinted otherwise. I was even talking to the concierge at the, I don't know if it was a concierge, I think it was, you know, at that little desk at the hotel. Yeah. And he was telling me about all these dreams he is having and he thinks he's going places in his sleep. And I'm like, yeah, you probably are. Um, <laughs> but he had some fear around some of the entities he was meeting. And when I told him, like, they can't touch you. Like, if you stay in that frequency of love, they're, they have nothing on you. They can't. And he was like, his face, like this change. He's like, really? And I'm like, really? <laughs> right? Like, like picture the, even the tiniest little flashlight in the biggest sea of darkness, that darkness can't touch your light. And Shaman Dork once said something about being the eye of the storm. And I think as we are connected more and more and more to the superconscious, that we are able to be that eye in bigger and bigger and bigger storms. So I kind of doodle it like a, a swirly yeah. cyclone with a heart, right? Um, there's that saying people say it doesn't get easier, you get stronger. But with this, it's not even about getting stronger because that sounds very materialistic. It's about connecting to that one truth and staying in that one truth. And then you could show up in bigger and bigger and bigger storms. And in that way, we go out and we amplify love in the world. We call back to love that which is unaligned and we're able to be a guardian of love. So it's that simple. Right. <laughs> I well, I, I think truth is simple and, um, but, but this is, Again, talking about love and talking about unity in business, um, I, I have interviewed in the past four years, I've interviewed a lot of amazing off business authors that have used um, Love is the Killer app. And then Stephen Far uh, Farber had um, Love Make It Your Business, or I think that was his. And so love is actually, when people have brought it into business as servant leaders, it really does affect the bottom line. Mm -hmm. but, but see, let's start here. So in here, you have this cool picture of this human. And you say, um, from Nassim Harriman, you said, if you remove the empty space from all the atoms of all the people, the entire human race would fit in the uh, volume of a sugar cube. Okay, blow your mind. 
Okay, so <laughs> so that's but we're so attached to the physical. Could you talk a little bit about how you get people to not be attached to the physical? That journey from from that like, oh no, this is this is the problem or the story with it. Yeah. Um, you there's different ways of doing it. And one of the things I've seen, you could look up these, um, if you even Google sand on a woofer, you'll find it in YouTube. Yeah. And it shows that they put sand on the speaker, because I don't know audio technology, but they put sand on the woofer. And depending on the frequency they're playing, you get all these different patterns. One might be stars, one might be circles, one might be diamonds within diamonds. And it shows like literally the sound waves are changing the the way the sand is showing up. And that's really what's happening when we zoom, zoom, zoom in. And we understand that 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 is there's so, so much more empty space. And it's not really empty, it's full of energy than matter. And to then say like, wow, Dean, Dr. Dean Radin, who's from did experiments at Princeton University, etc. looked at putting intentions into tea, into chocolate, into water, and even in double blind experiments, those intentions played out to have a statistically significant difference in like what's a healthy plant versus not. And so people just first they hear that they think like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. But if you think about the sound waves vibrating and the sand changing, and then you think about just that, like how much empty space, like if we took the whole entire earth and took out the empty space from the atoms, it, we would shrink down to the size of the Roman Colosseum. So that is a lot of quote, empty space. It's not empty. That's the first thing that confuses people. It's full of energy. So if we're using the power of intention, we're touching all that energy and I don't know why it works, but it works. And you can look at experiment after experiment. Um, Noetic.org does all these kinds of super scientific validated studies and, and just starting to see like, wow, that matters more than matter, right? And we've grown up with the theory, not knowing it's just a theory that matters at the foundation of everything and from physics comes um, chemistry and from chemistry we get biochemistry and biology and you know, humans and dogs and whatever and and they try to say that and it's a theory so they're allowed to say what they want that consciousness just somehow happens in a brain um, but we say the opposite we say wait a second it's all about the energy that's the foundation conscious awareness is the foundation of everything and then from that comes the physical and so we don't have to try to explain like where does consciousness come from in a body we say no it's projected through a body and you said that before like you had that experience and you realize how little this is um i'm gonna give you another shaman dork quote because he's so good with the quotes he said that you're like a, a you are a spiritual giant crammed into a teeny thumbelina yep. of a body yeah and so you go to these IONS conferences, you hear the same thing over and over again of how much more information we have access to outside of the body um, versus when we're protected through this body or whichever way you want to look at it. Like the terminology is tricky sometimes, 
but that's painting the picture. So I think once you get people to say like materialism or physicalist is one view and we're saying no we're taking a more quantum perspective and saying conscious awareness is at the foundation and then now and and, and it, it helped me so much because before i started really sorting this out and and really knowing it and that knowing means you really know it and experience it I would think that all those spiritual experiences or paranormal experiences I had, I would kind of point to them and say, oh, this thing happened to me when I was little and that thing happened to me and this other thing happened to me and this other thing happened to me. And and like, how do I make sense of it all? But now I know it was more connecting to the foundation, to that one truth, to that one super conscious. And, and everything that people say is, or everything we define as paranormal can be explained when we take on this post-physicalist theory. So you have a choice of what theory to believe. We don't know that when we're growing up. We're just kind of, we kind of just taught that, you know, matters where it's at, at least my generation, um, yeah, yeah. like I was saying, because I graduated college in 1992. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what happens is that the um, opportunity to have this expanded view is how we're gonna problem solve and create new systems. And that's why I love this book, because it's more than servant leadership. Servant leaders, by definition, are leaders that um, spend a lot of time nurturing and growing their employees as much as they spend time um, nurturing their relationship with their customers. And then they don't always have enough time for themselves or resources um, and time is a resource, but but if they have this expanded view, um, their the the expanded view that I have is I'm projecting this from that quantum me from that, and that um, so if I have an elbow that doesn't feel good, I can work on figuring out what it is in that projection that can change it. And, and, but I don't know that people realize that it is that simple or that it is um, accessible to them. Right. So, so how do you get them to know it's accessible? I mean, this is definitely a workshop, um, very, very beautifully designed to flow you into a new awareness. So, yeah. so how do you do it? <laughs> Also, you could sprinkle good stories along the way. So I, I could tell you um, like a pathway, but I do want to say too um, that when we point back to someone like Thomas Edison, who'd fall asleep with ball bearings in his hand, steel ball bearings yeah. on purpose, sitting in a chair so that they'd fall to the floor, make a big clang, wake him up and he'd get the answer to his problem, right? So that's tapping into another layer of consciousness. Um, I would say super conscious. Some people might discard it as merely the subconscious, but it shows that we could get in these altered brain states and get other information, right? Uh, and right. so people are fascinated by that. But the reality for the American worker, and this comes from the American Stress Institute, is that 83% of us are in chronic stress mode um, in the workforce. And before the pandemic, the numbers they were posting was 
Now it's 83%. So when you ask like, how do you get people to see this? Well, the first thing we have to do as leaders is help get them out of that chronic stress mode. Right. And so that's where the, the little uh, red, yellow, green uh, polyvagal theory, and it's very simple. Like we are very familiar with the yellow, which is the mobilization for fight or flight. And when our body goes to fight or flight, it's all about immediate survival. So we're not sending a lot of oxygen to our smarty pants brain. We say, well, immune system, we don't need you right now. Let's shut you off. Digestive system, don't need you. Reproductive system, bye. And, and that's okay for immediate survival. But now we have people locked in there, locked in that mode. And that's why we see people getting sick across all these different systems of their body. So first showing them that you care, teaching them something like this, showing them that like, hey, that's where Americans are trapped right now. And we're going to get you out. We're going to bust you out. And then they know you care and they see this light of like, wow, you're right. This is what's going on for me. And I want to get to that physiology of safety and connection and what works for me. And so you really let them explore this. And there's so many great resources out there. I did make it silly with the featherometer. Why? Because they're all stressed out. Why am I going to start saying, let's talk polyvagal theory? Like their brain can't handle it. And so we show them the little yellow bird that has its dukes up and the ruffled feathers. And then we show them the soaring green boat bird that's flying high. And so that's the first spot I would start would be to uh, let them let them figure out where they're at and gain that self-awareness and like, where am I at? What's my home base? Let's try to get my home base to that healthy socially uh, social engagement system where I have access to my smarty pants creative brain and then all my systems are up and running and my whole entire body is up and running in the healthiest way. And having those conversations and, and making it okay if there's something going on, some kind of creative tension or conflict that, hey, I'm going to step outside and, and get myself to green, right? So it's something that we want to be able to do in the moment. It's something we want as our home base. And that's really the first stage of the game. And servant leaders do this too. They're healing those who they lead. That's part of what servant leadership is. And also they say it's ultimately uh, creating a more just and caring world when you're a servant leader. So you don't have to walk into work saying, I'm a super conscious leader. You could say I'm a servant leader and, and apply some of the stuff that you like that you hear from me or you read in my book or what have you. Yeah. Well, well, I think that that's um, I, I, the reason why I do this show and I focus on this is I really think business is how we're going to turn everything around because businesses affect so many people. So it's a lot faster than one by one by one popping people into their consciousness, um, because if the leader gets it, then they want the environment to represent it as well. So, um, okay, so I got another post note I want to ask about. Okay, so this is on page uh, 117. Timothy Wilson, author of Strangers to Ourselves, tells us that at any given second, there are 11 million pieces of information being registered by our subconscious mind. Care to guess how many pieces our conscious mind can handle? 40. Only 40 can make it to the movie in our mind's eye. So 11 million, <laughs> any second, 
So, so, okay. So let's talk about, because we're talking about super conscious and subconscious and, mm -hmm. and conscious conscious. Could you give us a little bit of a definition so that the, um, I, I, most people here have done hypnosis and they may, they have yeah. some grasp to it, but could you give us a little explanation of um, this, please? Sure. Yeah. So when we, it's, it's tricky because we say, I would say like the, everything's foundation and conscious awareness. And then here we're using the word conscious in a different way. We say um, when we have that conscious consciousness, we have, that's our normal waking or waking. Um, like we're, we're aware of it, like in our mind's eye, the movie in our mind's eye is like, we're conscious um, in our day to day. Uh, subconscious is that behind the scenes, like you're saying, screening all that information uh, for us. And then super conscious taps even deeper into more of a connected to a larger consciousness system. Um, meaning I look at it as when I talk super conscious, it's not only like my spirit that I'm connected to, but it's connected to and could connect even deeper and deeper to like even more spirits or even deeper consciousness. So you're tapping into the whole, the whole big thing there. Um, so different levels. And so we, we, we see books on altered states um, and altered brain states and being able to get, get from this um, conscious waking going around state, which is beta brain waves to getting to alpha states where we could tap into we have a waking psychic ability to tap into things and the silva silva ultramind like really has shown that over and over again so that's something i think people are starting to use in business even a learning and development book i was reading i could probably grab it off the floor over here because i have a bookshelf behind me um he was talking about silva ultramind and lucid dreaming and i was just like what because like that's Right. It's, it's, I love it when other people are connecting this to their work and their field. Right. Right. So, well, yeah, so that's my, so basically my definitions. Uh, that's wonderful. So, so the, the um, subconscious is somewhat programmed oh, from yeah. your DNA or from your heritage, from your programming that you got as a child of one to or zero to seven. And that subconscious shows up in the conscious um, perspective. It's like you have a lens that you're looking through it's, and the, the subconscious is running it. But there's ways to clear those programs. Yay, thank goodness, um, now. And, and um, so you're saying your, your system is T-I-Q-I. -I. So is it T-Q-I? Um, G is is the chi is the Q I chi or is no, it no, no. So okay? We don't. This is another topic, but an important one. So I think it's okay to switch gears. Okay, T stands for trauma informed, quantum informed, and okay. we have to be trauma informed. And it actually ties into what you're saying right now because Great. everything about I call the body the biological spacesuit, but everything about it is seeking to be helpful, has helpful intent, but it's either helpful, meaning truly, truly helpful or helpful. Like being locked in ever stress mode, your biological spacesuit is like, oh, well, we've been triggering this response over and over. Let's just make this our home base. And now let's make neutral faces appear to us as threats because it's a dangerous world out there. 
right? And let's just stay in this yellow. Um, and the same thing with the subconscious programming, like when we were kids, that's just learning to helpfully keep us alive and help us and, you know, as things that are happening again in the future that are similar to help keep us safe. So it's always, I was in the book, you see it's like helpful slash helpful, right? Right. And then how do we call that back to love? If you get back to the terminology, <laughs> how do we release that imprint? You mentioned hypnosis. That's a beautiful way. I love havening techniques as well. Um, there's lots of ways to do it, but the ways that work quicker, and you said something too before about your elbow and tapping into the, the um, I forget what you what term you use, but basically tapping into the, the bigger energy system, you were able to like get information, right? And so instead of hammering at the top with like, I'm going to just change my thoughts and say this over and over and over again to myself like we're going we're going where it's at right we're going all the way down as deep the deeper you go the quicker you're going to get like an effect right? right um not saying that the cognitive reframes don't work they do especially in cases where we just heard something our whole lives and and now you're saying oh well wait i don't like that anymore i'm just going to shift it and if you could do that and you know it takes like seven times or 12 times or whatever to just change your thinking, then you're good to go. But like some of the things that are happening are because of that behind the scenes scanning are because we have trauma encodings in our brain so that our, we're ready for not only the similar event, but any of the things that were going on at that same time. So our amygdala is saving information about the smells and, and the, the sights and the sounds and what's going on in our body not just the threatening content. So we're encoding threatening content, whatever scared us. Um, and then we're encoding all the periphery information. And so if you ever had a, a case where there was something and you're like, well, why am I so scared every time, you know, I see someone with red hair and it was because someone with red hair tried to rob you in a parking lot, right? And now every time you see red hair and you're like, well, that doesn't make sense, right? Uh, it's not actually, you know, so your body's being helpful in that case. Um, and we could erase that and we could um, uninstall that. So, um, but we have to come at it with acknowledging, at least the way I, I find to be the most effective is to acknowledge that helpful intent, have the curiosity there and then, and then take it from there. Right. So um, I know you like, maybe you want to chat about hypnosis and that. Well, I love hypnosis, but I'm not the, the expert on it, but it's well, certainly very powerful. What I wanted to ask, because I have so many questions, um, <laughs> is about the ego. You okay. do have a little bit about the ego not being the bad guy, mm -hmm. but um, but we talked about the subconscious, the conscious, and the ego's got to be in this conversation somewhere here, don't you think? So could you talk a little bit about the ego and, and the role that you see it? Playing? Sure, sure. I loved that Dr. Wayne Dyer said ego is earth guide only. So now you have um, this helper that is helping you in this body, right? And what's what's really interesting, and if you reflect on this, you'll probably find it to be true, is we're not a mono mind. We're not just one personality, that we have sub-personalities. And if you've ever said, part of me wants to go to the gym, but another part of me just wants to go sit by the pool with my dog. 
um, you understand there could be these little personalities popping up. And so um, taking from Dr. Wade Dyer, I called them egos and say like egos are the helpers. Like, so we have these earth guide onlys, plural. And what is great when you acknowledge this and you're able to, again, figure out what's the helpful intent of this one little ego that's popping up because it's always going to have a helpful intent. Now, this matches over to something called internal family systems. And this is really the gold for super conscious leaders or conscious leaderships, conscious businesses, because Dr. Richard Schwartz, and, and he started this in the 80s, it's completely evidence-backed at this point. You can't even get into a training. I was on the waiting list for years and never got in. And then they changed it to a lottery system, but internal family systems saying, we have these parts, we have multiplicity of mind, but there's also a part that's not a part, which is self. And he talks about self and self energy. And so we don't have to just say the things that we hear over and over again from people like, you can't prevent your thoughts or you have this saboteur or this or this or this. And, um, and just kind of chasing it away and playing whack-a-mole, even in my brain health certification training, Dr. Amen talked about the automatic negative thoughts and it was kill the ants, kill the ants, kill the ants. And it's just this never ending game of like whack, 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 whack. Well, with yeah. internal family systems, again, with compassion and curiosity, you get to know these parts. How do they think they're helping you? And then um, go through a process where they could release those roles because they probably took on those roles at a time in your life when, um, that was really truly helpful. And then it's stuck with you. And to your point earlier, a lot of that is from your childhood, not all of it, but a lot of it. So you could have internal harmony, you could have an internal fam, that's kind of quiet. And when you say I'm going to do my non dual meditation, teamwork makes the dream work, take a break, fam, they're quiet for you. So, um, so that's one thing. And it's also trauma informed, a super trauma informed approach as well. So ego is not the enemy and you have all these parts um but none of them are your enemy and and the idea here is that they're probably carrying a burden um so this is the same thing call it back to love like how do we get them to okay. drop that whatever is imprinted with something other than love and take on a role that's more beneficial for the whole entire system uh, ifs would save the world if everybody got into ifs i have no doubt like that would just save the world save everything every issue on the planet it is the greatest thing i make no money for telling you this internal <laughs> family systems there's uh the trainings are hard to get into however um there's other books free videos books so many great people share it and um, when i was at iams i was walking over to get coffee outside of the hotel and i was thinking about compassion and empathy. So when you have compassion and they do brain scans, I think Martha Sweeney did brain scans of like what lights up when you have compassion versus empathy. When you show up with empathy, it actually lights up some of your pain centers. So that more matches to like a part um, of us. But when you show up with compassion, that's where you're tapped into self energy. And I do equate self energy with spirit or quantum self. And so we should, we're that eye of the storm, in other words, right? You hear people all the time saying, I absorb this energy and I absorb that energy. 
and it's draining and I'm sensitive and this and that. Um, but if you could tap into that compassion, which is a natural quality of self, then you could be, again, that little heart-shaped eye of any gigantic or bigger and bigger and bigger storms. And um, IFS is a great way to, to get you there, like for reals. So, um, so it's like we want to show up more with compassion than empathy. Also, compassion comes with the, what could I do to help versus empathy of like, I feel the heaviness of your pain. And it's like, <laughs> compassion's like, wow, and acknowledging it, caring, and wanting to take action. So I think that's another big, a big shift um, as well. Oh, it's fabulous. Um, I do think um, that in my experience of doing uh, business with small businesses, um, well, some large ones, because I was with Arthur Anderson and the Change Enablement Group, um, I managed 80 people. Um, but anyway, what, um, what I found is most businesses do have a family dynamics to them. Oh, yeah. And you fall into your role, like not that you want to, but you do. But um, but I wanted to go to another thing because you kind of segued perfectly for me. And it's on page 30, uh, 31. And it's part of leading with purpose, vision, and mission. Oh, yeah. And you have Amplify Love. Uh -huh. And um, you, you just kind of segued perfectly into it. Um, so people who and products and services that amplify love, amplify love, peace, joy, connection, healing, growth, evolution, safety. Um, another bullet, amplify love via healing, creating, training, developing, teaching, aggregating, synthesizing, sharing, facilitating, supporting, consulting, counseling, coaching, mentoring. <laughs> it's like... Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, those are check boxes on purpose, right? Like, <laughs> well, okay. So, so this is a whole different way of experiencing this experience here. It's, it's when you put on the hat of, I am here to amplify love, not that I am here for this huge mission, because the mission the near-death experiencers over and over again said, no one's judging you. Right. That whole religious um, uh, in, uh, uh, what, programming, I guess is the right word, that you better be good now so you can go to heaven later. You're, you're, this is all heaven, depending on how you play the game. And that there, that's, here's a learning environment. You, you stood in line to get these bodies to be here right now during this huge change time. But the, but the concept of that everything is for you and that everything, if you know how to um, ask your environment for support, everything can amplify love. <clears throat> but we weren't ever taught that. We were fought, and in the past three years has been the fear virus. I mean, it, it's been like, be afraid, be afraid, stay away from each other. So, so, okay. So let's go to amplify love. How do we do it? Uh, you, you've shown, because I've, I'm right here. I, it'd be my Girl Scout pledge here. Um, <laughs> because I feel that that's why we are here yeah. Um, yeah. was, was to make a difference and to amplify love. And that this is a, everything that the universe is conspiring for me yes yes and even if you mess up or mess up 
it's a self-correcting universe. Exactly. So, so and it, this goes back to what I was saying before, where it's as simple as like love is all there is, the only answer, and all that matters. And love is the found in the book. It's called the foundation rule that love is the one truth, right? Right. And then from that comes a threefold mission to amplify love, call back to love that which is unaligned, and to be a guardian for love. So we're not these pushovers, but we're we could put it up and say, nope, you're not you're not imprinting this love with something other than love today, you know. So yeah. um, being a good steward and a good protector, but from that willful with a capital W, like this the will of spirit, not the will of ego, right? So so when you're looking at that list that i will just back up to say this book would not exist had i not been asked to talk on uh at ians and uh -huh. i had an earlier draft it was kind of a mess because i've been doing this kind of stuff like you saw you know i chose yeah. the air force i did this i did that um i've always been infusing these things like where where i work or who i was sharing whatever i was teaching if it's project management service management what have you um but now it's like let's just bring this to like this is the philosophy we're showing up with and we could integrate this as as we need to wherever we were so so i was i had this you know kind of mishmash version that i wasn't going to really do anything with and then um I started to want to get organized for my talk. And I was like, well, let me see what all this information I have. And then it struck me. So one of the certs I have is idle SL, which is strategic leader. And it takes a lot to get to that level. But at the heart of it is looking at exactly what you started this part of the conversation off with is like as a business, right? We have a purpose. Like, why, why do I have a business? I have these wrist rollers in the background. Like, <laughs> why? why? Um, and then also, you know, from from that, we could look to the future of what's the vision. Like, so what is the vision of my business? Where are we going? That's going to be very love aligned. That's going to be some kind of amplification of love in the world, right? Um, and so we have a mission which is in the now. And in the simplest sense, it is to amplify love, call back to love that which is unaligned, um, and to be a, a guardian for love. Um, but then what does that look like when you actually, you're like, oh, this is so simple, love's the answer, but like, what does that mean actually for my business? So that's why, like, as you were reading down the list and there's little, you know, check boxes next to it, it's like, does my business serve to amplify love in the world like wrist roller i would say is more of a calling back to love because it's for your achy wrists right and where your people are rolling their feet on it um but it is right it's helping people and we used to say feel awesome do awesome right so in a way it is amplifying love in the world um and so it's just these ideas like i know someone she's very spiritual but she is um, someone who works in HR and she's always just get, putting up the fight no matter how high up someone is or whatever. She's there to make sure everything's right and everything's good and you're not you're not tainting anything. And so she's she's one of those more focused on being that guardian of love. I mean, I think we're all a mix of all three. And I did make a little quiz on my site, but that's that's where you could say like, okay, this is what specifically for me amplifying love looks like. For my business right so yeah so that's why that whole section exists and why there's like page upon page you could skim it and be like oh that's that's what i'm about you know or that's what i want to do 
right? Right, right. Well, they're good. It's a good reminder, and it's um, it's not it's not coming from a anything's wrong. It's like you're better and better. -er. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because these are choices. People forgot that they're not a victim of circumstances, that they're actually in the driver's seat. And they forgot to um, declaim <laughs> that, that creativity. And um, the fun of it, honestly, when I first met you last year, um, you, you, it seemed like, what's she doing? She's playing games over there. What <laughs> Play is the way, play is the way. And people came over to us last year and were like, oh, this is for kids. I'm like, no, that's funny. Let your kids do it. I mean, you probably remember this. Let me just hop off. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so it is literally the biological spacesuit. Um, but even the things you're talking about, like the when we have trauma, it literally gets encoded in our brains. It's installed as a an ion channel, a receptor that pops up from the cell membrane in the neurons, in the nerve cells, in the amygdala, and they get super glued there. And like I was saying, it's not just the threatening content, it's everything about the situation. So now this is still that behind the scenes before you're even aware, your body is, is zapping that trauma response to be helpful to you. And there's other things that happen and, um, we see this at work, the, the learned helplessness. I made a joke, I was at a very toxic workplace and sometimes you use humor to veil your pain. And I saw someone give up on trying where she always tried before. I'm like, oh, she's got learned helplessness. I didn't realize it's a real thing. It is a real thing because your brain says, well, we're gonna save energy not gonna bang our head against that wall anymore and so then you start to change excuse the way you see the world where you start to see setbacks as permanent meaning that's the way it's always going to be pervasive meaning like in every aspect of my life not just this one area where i had a setback and personal like oh it's my fault and so that's part of the helpful wiring that's going on in this biological spacesuit. So that's why the trauma-informed, quantum-informed is really important um, because we can uninstall those encodings. We could coach people as servant leaders, as tiki leaders, as super, whatever you call yourself. You could help coach them to the learned optimism lens, which is realistic optimism. And optimism is a big part of any EI curriculum. So you could plug so much of this into what's already out there in terms of positive psychology, workplace wellness, even best practice. I and mean, we all have access to chat GPT now. You can even ask chat GPT, give me some research and some stats on, you know, why, um, why uh, laughter at work is, uh, is, is helpful to the bottom line or why humor or why uh, letting people have friends or peer coaching or, Whatever it is, right? You'll find you'll find uh, the good information. So, so Mensa says so much appreciated, and Jim, keep up the good work. So yeah, they're getting it. And and the thing is, is that this is the future that we're looking at. Um, we're looking at circles, a different kind of leadership. Basically, it's not a pyramid structure anymore. It's a team, oh yeah team structure and um and where everyone's um 
worldview because okay there's almost eight billion different holographic uh universes in on earth everybody has their own worldview and if they all dialed it in to a different um unifying principle which would be new values that are based on love thank you mensa um then then um what what i i see is that we have a chance to really leave this <laughs> leave leave a different a different frequency basically accessible so that um I, again, I keep going back to problem solving because that's what I see us needing right now is that the systems really need to be changed. And we don't really have, because all of our, his, his story is all violent. It's changed through violence. Um, I, I love change. I, I mean, I, that's why I said I was with the change enablement group. Yeah. I was manager. So I, I really love change, but it's change for the better and change that's more um, joyful, I guess is the right word. Is that is that right? What Absolutely. You yeah, yeah. Change, like, same things, right? Love, it's all based on love. Um, but more and more too, like we see consumers caring about what their businesses stand for, more and more corporate social responsibility, more and more triple bottom line of people, planet, and profit. I mean, I teach this stuff for the PMI.org, which is the Project Management Institute. I teach the PMP certification course so people could get their certification. And that's all in there. Servant leadership, emotional intelligence, making sure people are compensated fairly, um, and the triple bottom line, um, and being a good steward, being a diligent, respectful, and caring steward. It ripples in there. It ripples in IDLE, which is best practice service management. 90% of the Fortune 500 use IDLE. They talk about connecting your employees to purpose um, right. and right. other things like that and servant leadership and all of this. So um, so it, it is, it's growing and growing and growing and and we can make it part of what we, we bring to the table if it's our own business or even the business of being you. So like these, some of these things, it's like, you know, in the, in the, in the workbook there, it's like for my business, for the business I work for, or is it just the business of being me? Right. Yeah. 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 So, so that that's what I, I think the, there's two things that are, um, a part of this whole discussion that people may want to experience. The first is to realize that their body is um, trying to tell them something, mm -hmm. that there that there is a communication between um, my, I have a, a wonderful healer friend, Fran Bailey, and she says the body doesn't lie. Right. And so the body is this, it's not like, don't take, just take an aspirin and go and don't right. worry about it. It's like, what's it saying? And then after that, then the access to the quiet mind, mm -hmm. getting off our computers, getting off our devices, getting out in nature or going and doing a meditation. So do you recommend meditation every day or some other way to connect it to the um, quantum self? It depends. It also depends on where the person's at and what their preference is. Because if you have someone super stressed out and you ask them to sit still, there's going to be like, 
Right. I met someone. She says my 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 body and mind are just screaming all the time inside, oh. and you wouldn't know it from like looking at her. Um, but yeah, I mean, meditation is great. There's so many different flavors. I love the non-dual meditation. I'll say go to deconstructingyourself.com and in the little menu, you'll see the, you know, meditation series and boom. Um, and ever since that happened, I, I pay top dollar Patreon to Michael Taft because I'm like, you gave this to me for free. <laughs> the best thing ever. So, um, so That's so cool. No, Scott Killaby is the one that introduced me to non-dual, but yeah. I, I apologize. Oh. But we're almost to the end of our thing. So, uh, I, and I apologize because I do have to run today. The, I have an interview after this. Uh -huh. So I'm going to have to run. But um, how's the best way for everyone to get a hold of you? And seriously, you guys, you want this book. I know she said she just did it for Ions, but it's fabulous. And it will, you'll just go, yes, yes, yes. And then you'll want to read a whole bunch of the books that she re <laughs> references. And here it's like, I could write a whole list of books to read. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was trying to say, I took this, the kind of mishmash I had. It's like, wait, I'm just going to apply my strategic leader lens. And it just wrote itself. Um, it was fantastic. But I'm Jessica Jake on everything, um, okay. for better or for worse. So my real self, Jessica with a K, Jake. Um, so you can find me that way betterandbetter.com. Um, there's a contact form, LinkedIn. Yeah. Just say this is where you saw me. Uh, also, if you do betterandbetter.com slash IANDS, so I-A-N-D-S, you'll see it's called the Dream Coaching, which incorporates havening. So you'll have to watch a little bit of videos on what havening is. But okay. it replicates what Edison was doing and shifting his brain states without you actually having to fall asleep and scare oh. the piss off yourself with a clang of all oh, Okay, so that's better and better and better. Or I've had this up. I'll make sure it's in the description. And um, backslash ions, I-A-N-D-S. Yeah. And I do project. Little, the audio is literally right. You scroll a little, you'll see okay. the audio right there. Okay. Okay, sorry. Sorry, I got to rock. <laughs> thank you. So, thank you for having me on. Don't be sorry. Oh, this Great. Great. We'll talk more. I yes. love what you're doing. I love, love, love it. Okay. Thank you, Jessica.